warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I am here with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hello and happy new year. Hello, it is 2022. (laughs) I won't use happy as an adjective, but it is 2022. We are here. (laughs) I mean, technically, Tara and I are still in 2021. Betty White died today. Yeah, we're not having a good day. Betty White died. The world. It's just like every person I've talked to about it. I'm like, this is a fucking omen. Betty White dipped out because what's coming is too is too bad for her. Yeah, I was like. I said that earlier. I was like, she dipped because she's like, nah, fuck this shit. I'm done. Goodbye. Right? I was like, no. I was like, it's an omen. And everyone's like, you're right. I'm like, I, I don't want it to be an omen. <laughs> you're supposed to say, no, it's not an omen. Oh, goodness. But anyways, hi. Welcome to the first Monday of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we're going to be reading stories from real life people on glitches in the Matrix and all of that good stuff. I was sent a TikTok on it, and one of the ones I'm going to read is actually from that TikTok because I found the original thread. I was like, I'm going to find this fucking shit. I'm going to find it. So that's what we're doing today. If you are new here, hello, welcome. Thank you for checking us out. You can find us on all the social medias on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls, and we have a Facebook group called Three Spooked Girls Official. And Jessica and I are both on TikTok. I am spooky underscore sleuth, and she is spooky, spooky Aunt Jessie. I almost said underscore. I'm like, no, that's wrong. Uh, (laughs) I know, I know. If you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls for as little as a dollar gets you one bonus episode a month. Starting at our $5 tier, you get video content, live streams, and all kinds of cool stuff. And the all tier episode that just went up was actually video. And we had our amazing editor, CK, join us and we Yay. did some trivia. It was a good time. It was. That episode ended up being a little over an hour. So definitely check that out. It's a lot of fun. I was so excited about it. Sorry, I watched part of it (laughs) right before we started recording. And I was like, oh, my God, we're so fun together. (laughs) (laughs) It was so much fun. But speaking of CK, he does have a new true crime podcast that y'all should check out. So we are going to take a quick promo break and we will be right back. CK's Killing It, True Crime and History is a new podcast that covers crimes pre-1960. You know, the golden days where murder was more dignified and classy. Right? No. 
Humans were as brutal and callous then as they are now. So let me tell you about them. With the added bonus of bringing the history of the time into the story to see how that affected the entire situation. The Great Depression, Global War, Attitudes towards women and minorities. Okay, some things have always been there. Join me for some stories about murder, jealousy, desperation, and out-and-out evil. With history and dark humour from those sepia-hued days. See you soon, killers. All right. Well, welcome back, guys. Definitely check out his show. And he has other shows, too, because he is a badass. Check them all out. He's all linked in the credits in the show notes for y'all. But we are going to go ahead and get started with our stories. I'm going to hand it to Jess now. Okay. So our first story goes, when I was a teenager, my family lived in a big 115-year-old brick house. Plenty of creepy stuff happened, but one night when I was heading to bed, when the door between the first floor kitchen and the basement stairs absolutely slammed shut, it had a unique sound and I recognized it immediately as the kitchen slash basement door. There were no windows open that could have caused a draft. One of our dogs was sleeping on the second floor and I was on the second floor. My parents were both asleep in the third floor attic they had converted to a master bedroom. Okay, that's low-key fun. Right. Except I feel you would have to have it set up pretty legit for like air conditioning in the summer. I mean, it'd be very truth. Hot. But you could just get a portable AC unit. That would work. I have or one for just here. Add duct work up depending on your on your budget. On your budget. On your budget, yeah. Yes. <laughs> None of us could have shut the door. Fucking terrified, I worked up the courage to go and investigate, carrying my hilariously t- teeny tiny pocket knife for protection. As I went downstairs, I turned on every light. When I reached the kitchen, the door was wide open. Even more freaked out, I ran back to bed, leaving all the lights on. A minute later, a minute or two later, I heard a definite shh, okay, okay, from downstairs. I laid in bed and was ready to accept my demise. Eventually, somehow, I fell asleep. And in the morning, I was the first downstairs. I woke up before my parents and dog and found the lights were all off and the basement door was shut again. Ew. Dun, dun, dun. I don't like it. But I was laughing because the whole, I'm just going to lay here and let myself get killed. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what we've been taught to do is the blankets will protect us. Ugh. Every time. Okay, so this next one I called dibs on because this is the one I saw on the on the TikTok. There was a couple other ones, but I didn't grab those. But this one I had to. Okay, so the story goes, I died. I saw it and I lived. Either it was another world with a version of me that died that I saw or I'm going crazy, but I died. We were at a pep rally in school and after it was finished, we had to go back to class. Well, my friend and I were not into that, so we wanted to go across the street to Sonic. Across the school, there was not heavy traffic, but if you don't pay attention, you could get hit. Well, I remember walking with him and he dropped something, so I went across the street first. I just saw a red Tahoe heading right for me and I got hit. I remember everything. I remember gasping for air. I remember waking up and sleeping again. Then nothing. All of a sudden, I was back in the stadium again and the exact same words came out of the principal's mouth. My friend wanted to go get Sonic, but I was freaking out and was asking him everything. I thought it had to be a dream, so I went with him just to see what would happen. He dropped his stuff again and I waited. To my horror, the same Red Tahoe showed up. I told him I was going back to school. I ain't dying again. I don't like that. That's like Final Destination shit. (laughs) Right? Oh, wait, there's one more sentence. Sorry. (laughs) I can see the other version of me on that street just messed up, not even moving. 
I don't like no th- that. No, Mm-mm. no, thank you. you. Nope. Okay, our next one is about a dog, which I think might make me cry. So, guys, bear with me. Weird but happy. About five years ago in November, we lost our family dog to cancer. She was the dog my children grew up with, loved by all. At the next Christmas, at the end of the day of gifts, food, and family, I was picking up and found a tiny pewter dog figurine sitting on the mantle. I asked everyone who had been at the house that day if they had left it. No one had. Okay, weird, but took it as a good omen. When my eldest went back to college at the end of the Christmas break, he asked if he could take the tiny figurine to remember his dog. Of course, I said. A week or two later, picking up around the house, there was the figurine again. I called my son and said, you forgot the dog figurine. He said, no, I didn't. It's right in front of me on my desk. And now I found a second figurine. Again, no one claimed any knowledge of it. No idea how, but I still have the two of them tucked away on a shelf to this day. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Oh, God, another dog one. My bad. (laughs) Three years ago, my childhood dog died very suddenly and unexpectedly. She was sick for a few days, but turned it around and got better before dying very quickly and painfully in my dad's arms. I live out of state, so I wasn't able to be there for any of it. It was a six-hour drive, and I felt very, very guilty about her passing without me there. I had a very deep connection to her, and she'd been my best friend for 12 years. I was devastated by her death. I couldn't work or eat or do much of anything. I was constantly bursting into tears. It was just awful. My heart just ached, and I found myself apologizing to her for not being there. I just felt so guilty. One night, I had a dream about her. I dreamt I was in this empty space, and Charlie came running up to me, whimpering excitedly. She was licking my face and generally just freaking out, and I was sobbing. I knew she was dead, and I knew she was visiting me in my dream. I was very aware of it all. I kept hugging her and crying and apologizing, and she just kept licking my face and being affectionate. I woke up with tears streaming down my face and sat up in bed. I could still smell her distinctive smell, and on my sleeve I pulled off one of her hairs. She had never been in my apartment, and I hadn't seen her recently. It wasn't a cat hair either, as Charlie was a collie mix, and their fur pattern is very distinctive. It may all be a coincidence, but it was all so vivid and real. I like to think she was visiting to let me know everything is okay and not to worry. I haven't had a dream like that since. Our next story goes, I used to have a reoccurring dream as a teenager every night for months. I was sitting at a table on a patio of a restaurant, and I was out there alone waiting for my food. A homeless man comes up to me on the other side of the patio and asks for change. I dig in my wallet for a couple dollars, and then I hear tires screech and look up to see a crash in the intersection near the restaurant. I run out there to see if I can help, and as I run out into the road, I get hit by a car and wake up from the impact. After a while, the dream stopped, and I put it out of my mind. Fast forward to me being 28 and sitting on the border, which, by the way, I love their queso. Sitting on on your border. (laughs) On the patio waiting for food. A homeless man comes walking past the restaurant but doesn't stop to ask for change. It makes me think of the dream, though, and I start feeling uneasy. Shortly after, I hear tires screech, and as I see a wreck happen in the intersection near the restaurant, I begin to run out, but I stop at the sidewalk and look out towards incoming traffic, and there is an SUV not slowing down. She was on her phone and blew through the intersection, completely unaware of what just happened. Ran out and checked on the people. Everybody was fine. Oh, that's another one that's creepy. <laughs> it's like I get deja vu sometimes. But like this is like, oh, no. Like I would like immediately have started having a panic attack. Like anytime I have it. Right. And I realize oh I'm god. having it. I start to panic. <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. Even Ew. if it's a good thing. I'm like, why did right? I dream about this 10 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I don't like it. OK, my next story. This happened around 1991. It's the middle of the night. I'm standing in my sister's living room, and it must be a full moon, because even though it's 1 a.m. and the lights are off, I can see clearly. 
There's a mixing bowl with popcorn kernels at the bottom of the floor in front of the TV with some rental <laughs> VHS in a pile nearby. I hear a noise and turn around to see my sister's normally very friendly Labrador retriever looking like Cujo. Fangs bared, snarling, hackles raised. Suddenly there's a bright flash of light and I wake up like I hit the bed from a great height. I think, that was a weird dream. Eventually I fall back asleep and in the morning I call my sister, planning to tell her the story. But she preempts me by telling me about the weird thing that happened in the night. They woke up to the sound of the dog snarling at about 1am. Her husband thought there was a prowler in the house, got a gun, and went to find the dog. She was standing in the living room, snarling in the middle of the room. He couldn't see anyone, so he flipped on the light. No one was there. The dog instantly stopped snarling and walked to her bed like nothing had happened. He checked the property and went back to bed. We talked a bit and I found out they watched some rental movies and, of course, we had popcorn. Why? My sister's a little woo-woo at times, so I decided not to tell her about my night. She lived about 450 miles away. Oh my god, ew. That's crazy. (laughs) That's like some astral projection shit is what it made me think of. Right? Yeah. Totally. Our next story goes, When I was in college, I went to school two hours away from home, and I ended up moving up to the city and coming home on the weekends. One weekend when I was home, I had this dream where I was going down the highway and a deer jumped out in front of me. I instinctively swerved and ended up spinning down the highway until I went off the road and smacked into a tree. The dream just seemed very real. I could feel the impact, even remember losing consciousness, which was when I woke up. Thinking it was just another dream, I got ready to head back to the city. On my way, I got this weird feeling in my gut and then a deer jumped out in front of me. I swerved just like in the dream and I was spinning down the highway and I remember for some reason thinking my grandfather was beside me. He had passed away when I was seven years old. Oh, God. Mm. He and I were really close. I looked up in my mirror while I was spinning and I swore I saw him in the backseat. And when the car stopped spinning, I was literally facing the right way going down the interstate like nothing had happened. I had to pull over and stop because the whole situation shocked me. When I looked in the back seat, of course, no one was there. Still think my grandfather was watching and saved my life somehow. Oh, I love that. Mm, me too. Okie dokie. The next story goes, I live in NYC. The L train runs from Brooklyn to Manhattan under the East River. In Manhattan, the stops are 1st Ave, 3rd, then Union Square, which is a major transfer point. During morning rush hour in 2012, I was in a packed L train, which emerged from the East River at First Ave, opened its doors per usual, closed them, then proceeded along the track as per usual. About 30 seconds later, the train stopped and the announcer said, First Ave, Third Ave next, stand clear. I looked around a bit stunned, but the bleary-eyed passengers were mostly staring into their phones. I imagined I must have just gotten confused. The doors closed again and the train took off down the track, slowed down, stopped, and opened its doors. The announcer. First stab, third next, stand clear. This time I poked my head out quickly and saw it definitely was first stab. I spoke up shyly to no one in particular. Hey, did anyone notice we stopped at first stab three times? But just one or two people kind of looked up quizzically and then evaded eye contact. The doors closed, the train took off, slowed down after 30 or so seconds and opened. Third Avenue, Union Square next, stand clear. The train then continued west down the track, normal as could be. For years, I thought about this event. I was there, cognizant and clear-eyed as ever, clutching a coffee, but I've never found an explanation. (laughs) There was something in your coffee. (laughs) Or is this like, it's like a weird glitch. It's like when the the DVD is like skipping. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep playing it over and over. It's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So my next story goes, 
I'm 47 years old and my brother is 45 years old. And once when I was about five, he and I were jumping off my bed's headboard. It was a whole bookshelf built. In, oh, I love this. A whole bookshelf built into it. So it was pretty beefy and sturdy and trying to flap our arms to fly. <laughs> of course, we jump, flap our arms and land right in the middle of the bed. Finally, my brother said, I'm going to fly. I'm going to do it this time. And then he jumps off the headboard, flaps his arms as fast as he can. He starts to come down and then starts flapping his arms faster. Then something happened that neither of us expected. He flew up. Mm -mm, I don't like that. Mm -mm. Mm, Right. Mm -mm. When we were jumping (laughs) off the headboard, the ceiling was just a few feet above our heads. And then he started flying up right until he hit his head on the ceiling and then flew to the foot of my twin bed, then rolled forward and fell onto the floor. When we when we looked at each other and realized that he had flown and thought it was possible. Oh, my gosh. No, this is not right. <laughs> we got all excited and started to trying to do it again and again. We ended up breaking my bed and got in trouble. I mean, rightfully so. We tried to tell my mom and dad what happened, and they always made up some excuse as to what happened and that we must have made it up. I mean, like, legit, I just think he bounced off the mattress. <laughs> He or she, I don't know. There's no there's no pronouns. This has little boy energy <laughs> over it, though. Oh, no, it said brother at the beginning. <laughs> oh, it's true. Okay. We were never able to replicate the results again, but we both remember what happened. We even spoke about it about two days ago when I went to his house for dinner, and even he thinks that we might be remembering it wrong. The thing is, though, he flew up higher than we could jump. He hit his head on the ceiling and he landed further down the length of the bed than we had previously done. And I remember clearly seeing him start to come down and then change direction and go up higher and hit his head. I honestly have absolutely no idea how it could have happened. And logically speaking, it makes no sense. But that's exactly how it happened. (laughs) I can't reasonably explain it, but it happened. (laughs) Interesting. All right, so I have our last story for this episode. It goes. In college, I took hard news, soft news journalism class where one of the assignments was to write an obituary for one of my grandparents. Ew, that's weird. I don't like that. The professor told us to write it on a deceased grand. Oh, okay. On a deceased grandparent. So at least like it wasn't like pick a living grandparent. I'm like, wow, you're what fucked up. Have, what if you didn't have like a deceased grandparent? Like, oh my God, that's true. I know plenty of people who... Both sets of grandparents are alive. Yeah, you're right. But if all your great... Oh, here we go. But if all your grandparents were still alive, we had to choose one. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. That's like those classes... I have to interrupt myself. That's like those classes where they're like, write your own obituary. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, are you trying to get ideas? I don't like this. Fuck. Okay. In my case, all of my grandparents were alive. I procrastinated actually doing the assignment until one night before it was due because it seems like a morbid assignment. Completely agree. (laughs) Scramming for an easy grandparent to write about, I gave my mom a call and asked her for some basic biographical information about my maternal grandfather. As we were talking about my grandpa's career, my mom couldn't recall the name of one of the companies he worked at. She lectured me about waiting until the last minute to write an assignment because it was late, 1030, my grandpa's time. However, she said she would give him a call and see if he was still awake and able to answer the question once my assignment was due the following morning. When my mom called my grandpa, my grandma answered the phone in a panic. My grandma frantically explained that the paramedics had just arrived and were performing CPR on my grandpa because he had stopped breathing and lost consciousness. No! My mom was able to stay on the phone with my grandma until they took my grandpa to the hospital where he was declared dead. Oh, my God. What? 
in the time my mom and I had been talking on the phone about my grandpa's obituary. He was actually dying. His death was entirely unexpected at that. Although he was in his 80s, he was the healthiest of my grandparents at the time. We ended up using the obituary I wrote for the writing assignment for his actual obituary. Still freaks me out when I think about the timing. Dear Lord. Ugh. Like, I I hope that professor was like, I'm not doing this ever again. Because I feel like it's their fault. Yes, I hope this student went in there and was like, you killed my grandpa. I would have. I would have been like, so... Look what happened, bitch. But, oh my God, that's that's crazy. Wow. All right. Well, that is going to conclude our episode on the glitches in the Matrix. We hope you guys enjoyed. We thought this was kind of interesting and a fun way to start to kick off the 2020, 2022. Oh God, I almost said 2021. 2022 year of our show here. We have some fun stuff planned for this month. And it will be very good, including a hometown crime. So very excited about that. But with that, we are going to go ahead and sign off for today. And we will catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.